This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Good afternoon. It is just after one o'clock. No news today. Um, we seem to have, uh, Ted Lombardo, done something to our newsreader. We have, yeah. We've scared them here. away. <laughs> so um, very shortly, we're going to um, be talking all things American, certainly for the first, the bulk of the show. Uh, and then a little later, Johnny DeFrancesco is coming to talk pizza and cheese. So a lot to talk about. Good afternoon. Three and a half minutes. Three and a half minutes past one. Very early for me to be talking to you on a Saturday. Normally, it's at least five or six past. Um, hello, I'm Pete Dillon. This is Cravings. You are on Joy ninety four point nine. And um, well, today we've got a very varied and interesting show for you. Tad's gone to let in one of our first guests. Uh, he is from uh, all the way from the United States. He's opened a restaurant here called Blood Sows, which is all about brisket and ribs and smoking and barbecue. So we're going to get our smoking and barbecue on um, with Kevin Bloodsoe from uh, Blood Sows Barbecue in the US. And also Johnny DiFrancesco, who has been awarded um, an International Pizza Award in, in the last two years. Well, he's uh, coming to join us as well to talk pizza and cheese because there is a cheese festival starting next weekend that I think you should be a part of as well. So we've got to get through all of that. Um, we're just... Uh, my Tad's here, but he's just popped outside for a minute. So we'll probably start with saying hello to Linda. No doubt Linda is listening. Um, a very big time coming in the US in the next few days, of course, with the United States presidential election. Um it's a very interesting time, and it's something I want to talk to both Kevin and Tad about because everything in America is affected by um, uh, by the election of this this new president. So, how that affects a society, how that affects everyday stuff, becomes very much a bit of a challenge. So, there's a lot to get through. In fact, there's a hell of a lot to get through, and we're going to work incredibly hard in making all of that happen. So. All to happen right here on Cravings here on Joy 94.9, where it is currently five past one. Um, we'll be very quiet as we welcome our guests into the studio and um, see what we've, got, what we've got to talk about. So Tad's going to sit down first of all. And um, Tad, you're, you're an American. 
So I this, know. this by birth. So this is going to appeal to you in in some ways. Absolutely, it's going to be amazing. Even though you grew up in New Providence, New Providence, New Jersey. New Providence, New Jersey. Yeah, right outside of New York. Not a lot of barbecue and, and grills in New Providence, New Jersey. I don't think. In the summertime, there are. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. Big ass smokers no, and not quite briskets like and no, but uh, fire pits and stuff. I wish there were. Well, it gives us a chance to introduce our guest. He's just walked into the studio. He's minutes out of a out of a taxi, I think. Um, Kevin Bloodsoe is his name from Bloodsoe's, and I, I'm sure that it is pronounced Bloodsoe's Barbecue. Kevin, welcome. No problem. Glad to be here, man. How you doing? Good, thank you. Is it Bloodsoe's? Is you that got how it I right. pronounce it? That's it, Bloodsoe's. <laughs> you've, you've got a really intriguing story to tell, and we're doing a little bit of research where we discovered that um, you're from Compton. Compton, born and raised. CPT. So do you call yourself a Compton man, or are you actually do you call yourself a Texan? Because uh, I'm a Compton guy. I'm a Cali boy to the heart, but uh spent all my summers in Texas from the time I was uh, nine years old, so I wouldn't get no problem with the gangbangers and all that kind of right. stuff like that. So. And how, how did that affect your upbringing? How, what, where, what, what drew you to Texas in the first place? My granny. My granny is my heart. You know, and, uh, every summer I got to hang out with her and watch her drink Hennessy and get her blow on and cook barbecue and crack jokes on, and sorry. all that you know drink the hennessy which i think i'm assuming is whiskey brandy cognac cognac yeah 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 good <laughs> yeah. Stuff. uh get, get, her, her, blow get on. her blow on what does that mean weed sorry i'm really really white oh, don't worry so about it. you good <laughs> I'm, I'm super white so she's, get her blow on. she's smoking weed drinking she smoked chronic till she was 95 years old really it's just, it's just a good argument for drinking and smoking. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then she smokes, <laughs> like I say, she smoked good weed and good brisket. That's what I used to say. Excellent. Excellent. And so it, it, it was her way of, of educating you, I suppose. Was It was. was man. I, always, I always take it to the uh, karate kid. You know what I mean? Because uh, all the time I was working with her when I was nine or ten years old, I felt like she was working the hell out of me for nothing. And... Uh, you know, I went to college, played ball, and went to law enforcement like my dad. But she always knew, you know, like she used to always say, I don't know if I can say it, but I was too much of an asshole to work for anybody. <laughs> and she knew that. She knew it from the start. So, and I came back to uh, to what I knew, you know, smoking barbecue and is everything that, you know, that she taught me. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it. So, and I appreciate those summers in, uh, in Texas because, like I said, it just kept me grounded. And, you know, coming from the city to go to the country, you know, every summer was cool, you know. Now, um, is it Corsicana in Texas? Corsicana, Texas, yep. Which is San Antonio? No, no, it's about uh, 80 miles south of Dallas, okay. outside of Dallas. A little country, little small town, man. You know, one light, one light on, one light off. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like New Providence. That's, yeah. Um, and then what brings you to all the way to the, the other side of the, the, the armpit of the world down here? Oh, man, they came over here and got us. They came to uh, Compton, Jody and them years ago, and... Uh, they came came to the came to Compton and got some good cue and uh we fell in love with each other. The, you know, my family out here, Jody and the crew, Mark and everybody at Crown fell in love with them and I've been hooked ever since, man. I'm 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 from down under now too. I'm claiming this hood. You're claiming this that's hood. Great. That's right. Um, I, I, I do want to talk about the American election just for a second because uh, politics. Uh, 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 no, 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 politics no. and religion. Well, it becomes it, it's very much a part of the fabric of, of society, and, right. and this, this is an incredibly toxic election. Horrible. And so, um, I'm interested to sort of get your feeling on on how 
um, from a societal point of view, this is probably the worst election we've seen in the United States in decades. Uh, I would have to say so, but like I said, I don't. I keep my political views to myself. I'm not but, asking uh, you who you're voting for. You know, but uh, okay. it is, man. And like I said, it's it's, it's just a crazy time. And uh, only thing I have to say about it for somebody like Trump to still be in it and to have a chance to win it, it just speaks on the climate of the country. And you know, it's well, the, the disenfranchisement with politics yeah, in, in so, general. Yeah, so you just that's what you really, really have to think about. You know. Kevin, do you find it interesting being from the United States and, and being here, how heavily covered the election and other news stories from the United States actually is in Australia? I, I find it fascinating myself. I mean, me, I mean, like I said, like Noah made a good point. You know, my partner, uh, he said uh, being in Australia is like being in San Diego. You know That's what I mean? That's true. And it is. So, I yep. mean, it, it feels at home. So when you watch, if you yep. really let yourself go and watch the news and all that you you feel like you back home you know absolutely and that's the way i feel so it's, it's not really a difference but it is a amazing but like i said i mean um, you know it, it's just it's such a major election and it's the first time basically that you had two people running that overall nobody's really happy with you know yes. they should have on their uh trump clinton or none of the above and none of the above will probably win you <laughs> well know, there's this, right. this really interesting situation that could happen there could be a a guy from utah elected as the president so if there's no, if either Trump or Clinton don't get enough of the Electoral College votes, which yeah. they've got to get 270. Yeah. Uh, the, the state of Utah, if they choose to vote for, his name is Evan McMullen, yeah, he's a former guy. CIA yeah. Mormon guy. If Utah chooses to direct their six college votes to him, and that results in neither Clinton or Trump getting enough yeah. of those votes, it goes to Congress, and every state gets one vote in Congress. Yeah. Congress could technically elect Evan McMullen, and he yeah, could be could. this. It's like a Stephen Bradbury coming from the. Uh, in, in the Winter Olympics, Australian yeah, yeah, sports yeah, coming out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm write my own. I'm a, well, that's when we get back. I'm I'm running too. So you I know it's well. kind of late. So <laughs> I'm taking donations now. Um, <laughs> you know, kicking in a little some some, and I mean, we run and vote for Bledsoe. You know, uh, how long have you had the restaurant here in Melbourne? Uh, it'd be a year. We're about to celebrate our one year anniversary next week. I know you're gonna come down and hang out with us, right? For sure. Good food, good drinks, good conversation, good profanity. Well, that's pretty much all I need. Plenty. <laughs> as long as there's plenty of profanity, I'm usually uh, I'm usually quite. Excellent. Excellent profanity. Why? <laughs> I try to keep myself nice on the radio if I can. But okay. uh, my 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 grandmother used to say I can make a sailor blush. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh man! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and often have been uh, known to do that. Uh, we are <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> we are speaking with Kevin Blood. So he is a third generation pit. Is it a pit master? Pit what? master. Is is that like I'm a third generation architect? You're a third yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah. Just from yeah, just third generation. My grandfather started, then my granny, then me. And it's probably going to stop with me because my kids don't want nothing to do with it. So, you know, I they got me, mad ever since I took them nice on Murray's show. Stick them in a nice restaurant in Crown, they'll be, they'll be fine. If, they, yeah. if you've got to put them, if you've got to put them out, in the, yeah. out in the back blocks, they might struggle. Kevin's with us for the next little while. We're going to talk all things about what wood is good for, for smoking and barbecuing, uh, how to make a decent rub. We'll see if we can get his 11 secret herbs and spices out of him as well. <laughs> all of that between now and 2 o'clock. We are on Cravings here on Joy 94.9. Ted, I'm assuming having another American voice in this studio is doing you the world of good. Oh, I'm loving it. It's great. Yeah. You from New York, Baggies? Yeah, northern New Jersey, okay. right outside of New York. You're not a Giants fan, are you? No. 
Right. Uh, this this week fan, we are yeah. all Cubs fans. Okay, well, I'm a Cowboy fan no matter what. So <laughs> now Cowboys is NFL. NFL. Yeah. Can't wait to get up at 5 a.m. on Monday to watch <laughs> the game. Are you a baseball fan? Not really big, but I can respect the Cubs. Mm, and that 1908, ro- right? You that know? romantic story that seems to be a lot of those happening this year in Australia, in particular with sport. We'll come back and talk about all of that. We'll just shoot the breeze for the next little while. You're on Cravings here on Joy 94.9. Your community is our business. Joy 94.9. In the studio, we have uh, Kevin Bloodsoe. He is from San Antonio uh, by Bloodsoe's Barbecue Restaurant. It is at Crown. It's been there for a year. If you haven't been kick your own ass you should have been really let me do it <laughs> yeah well um so san antonio is the name of the restaurant and that song was called san antonio so we thought it appropriate to play and it takes me back to my time my parents used to play that music oh okay and well, like i said before I can't i'm, then, if I'm so to... i'm so white it's not even funny oh, cool. uh also in the studio we have another guest who's sort of quietly been sitting back in the corner his name is noah is it gluten gluten yeah yeah good just sit right up to that microphone for me now welcome Thank you. Um, what What are you doing here? What cook, cooking ribs and and stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I grew up in Los Angeles, and I trained with Kevin for, for, for about a year down in Compton, and then I opened up uh, our second location in L.A., and then I came out here with him to help get everything going out here. Yeah, no, in, in the Melbourne. hood at two a.m., the only white dude on Long Beach Boulevard <laughs> in Compton, say, other than the cops. What, what? <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> I would say uh, Kevin's so good at barbecue, can even teach a white kid from Santa Monica how to make it. <laughs> well, then that's that's saying something about what Kevin can do. Um, you've actually said there's just stuff that's happened in in or stuff that you've tasted in Melbourne that um, you think sort of kind of tastes different. And I'm thinking about mayonnaise and vinegar and stuff. Uh-oh. To you, that tastes different here than it does in the US. Well, I mean, everything's different when you go somewhere else. It's you know, it's a other side of the world. Be so. careful. <laughs> no, I just no. mean you know. Remember, we're here. We're in their town. <laughs> Don't talk about what we talk about on the plane. <laughs> Hennessy tastes the same. Hennessy oh, yeah, the cognac yeah. tastes the same. <laughs> no, so, yeah, so when we came out here, you know, the wood's different, everything else. So you kind of have to go and, and taste everything and learn again and kind of uh, – and, and that's why we're out here. That's, you know, why you can't just teach someone in the States and send them back here from Crown. You know, we had, we had to come out here and really, really work on it. And I think uh, we're pretty proud of, of the food we're making out here. I think Crown did the same with his little English chap that they have, Heston – something or another blooming dales or something yeah. um <laughs> who's uh nobody's heard of him he's some english yeah. chef um so yeah it's um it, it's interesting and i'm interesting to get your take on you you mentioned the wood as well so i'm gonna ask you first kevin what what do you cook with what is the best i mean kind of we, wood we to like smoke with? we like hook hickory and oak and and you know some of the fruit woods that are uh, you know prevalent to where we're from when we came down here i mean it was a lesson because we had to learn again and uh we had crown even shipped us woods to California to cook with, and it's totally different. Like the, uh, I think legally the, we're not allowed to say they did that. No, oh, legally we probably. Uh, Oops. I just, I just, <laughs> I just, I just, I just dry snitched. <laughs> That's a euphemism for I emailed just, us pictures of wood. Yeah, they was, when, well, y'all didn't let me get through. I was in Brisbane, and they got me some wood over there, and I was Excellent. cooking over there. But uh, it's different woods, man, and it's uh, you know, we had to learn, you know. But how how much of that that wood taste of of either mesquite or pecan or applewood or whatever it is that you use in the states is Uh, is part of it's totally different but how much of that is part of your identity your your flavor i mean it is but but your identity is still here you're you're you know your blood cells by san antonio in australia so you got to come down here with a totally different wood and still put out a kick-ass product like we do you know well, that's what makes Kevin so good at what he does. I mean, even Texas versus California, they grow post oak in Texas. You can't bring it to California. There's state laws with agriculture. 
So he had to figure out how to make the best barbecue he could in California, and it's it's. I mean, I think it it stands up against the best barbecue in Texas and the best in the world. How long did it take you guys to um to sort of pinpoint the 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 wood that worked about the best? A year. Or, it was about right, a, year. a lot of trial and yeah, error. Yeah, a lot of trial. You know, we feel we got it now, and uh, you know, and like I say, the guys we have at uh. Bloodsoul San Antonio, the cooks that we have, they, they do an excellent job. They came and trained in uh, L.A. with us for, you know, for a while and got yep. to know them real good. So, you know. Peter and Pissett got off the plane, went straight to Compton at, like, what, what was it, 5 o'clock in the morning, the first thing they did? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the United States. That's 21 right. minutes yeah. past uh, one, 16 degrees outside. It is Cravings. You're listening to I'm Pete Dillon. Uh, Ted Lombardo is my co-host. I'm waiting to see if we get any emails from um, from New Providence, New Jersey, which we listening. normally do. Yep. Perhaps mum's uh, gone to bed. Oh, she's with my nephews again. <laughs> oh, she's good. Um, you were a sportsman. Yes, sir. And then what changed your, your mind? You I just... didn't get drafted. I mean, you know, I was a pretty good football player, but uh, I got a, you know, found out I wasn't that good. So, uh, you know, I had to, had to go to work. Worked as a correction officer for 13 years and realized I didn't like that and, you know, fell back on what I know, cooking. And you've got a, a business degree? Uh, yes. Yeah. Does it does it come in handy? Like I said, when I first graduated, I went right to I got right into the business, law enforcement. You know, worked into the prisons and all that. So you know, but it, it came in handy to a certain point. You know, but uh, uh, I was on football scholarship at uh, you know, at Bishop College in Dallas, Texas. That's where I played ball at. And like I said, I, at that time, I thought I wanted to teach. And, you know, I realized I hated kids when I had to do my. Uh, <laughs> My summer teaching, so uh, you know, I fell back on on law enforcement. My dad was a uh, LAPD for thirty five years, so thought I wanted to do that for a while, but you know, came back to what I know and love, and that's cooking. Mm. And that's it's, it's it's very easy to do what you love. Yeah, and it is harder it is. than trying to learn to love what you do. That's real. That's real. Mm. I'm still in that too. That's real. No, have you found that some of that has rubbed off from Kevin onto you and the way that you think about food and the way that you think about. Um, what goes on the plate absolutely i mean i'm a big believer in my life and just uh take the things that you really care about work your ass off at them and hope for the best and that's how i found kevin i mean i was a writer first and an obsessive home cook but not a professional and kevin and i just became really close so we wanted to work together i started training with him and Compton before we had a space or anything and uh you know we sort of just became family and then it just we just kind of grow from there and you know you want to work with the people you want to spend your time with because that's, well, that's yeah, what your life so is. long indeed yeah, they're gonna came to texas for my granny's 90th birthday party and my 85 year old auntie was flirting with him <laughs> while he was eating uh, good eating good barbecue and drinking a uh, homemade whiskey you might have had a little bit of a little bit of corn whiskey at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> good for all of ourselves. How did you two meet? How did uh, what? Tell us the, the story of the burgeoning romance. I mean, I came down as a fan. It was the best barbecue in that I'd ever had in my life. Best in L.A. by, by far. And uh, I was a writer and um, just writing about food mostly at the time. Mm-hmm. And he and I just became close. I interviewed him for uh, L.A. Weekly, and we just kind of kept talking and kept talking, and uh, and then we just kind of grew from there. And then. When he talked about wanting to open another location and work with somebody who uh, was a couple years younger than him that could, you know. <laughs> somebody that's still going to be hungry. <laughs> I'm not hungry no more. I got enough weight to last the winter. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Yeah. I get, to get through one or two. Um, so what, what, what's the secret? Slow and low, baby, like a 6 foot baby. Slow and low. Slow and low. Take your time, do it right. That's mm. that works in any 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 form of life. Take your time and do it right. Works. As my dad always said, uh 
Huh. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut and your ears open. It, it works pretty well from there. Yeah, the, the, my father used to say, you've got two ears, one mouth. Use them in that proportion. But I, clearly, <laughs> I absolutely and clearly do not. Um, do you use charcoal or is it all wood? Well, we use a mesquite, char- mesquite base, lump okay. charcoal. And is there a particular charcoal producer you like to use that you can mesquite i like mesquite you know so we like burnt down mesquite give it that little wild texas flavor and then we come back with the woods that we use you know we we like i say we keep it texas keep it texas yeah that There's works clearly some some strong identity there <laughs> yeah, well, like, our brisket is basically just you know salt, salt and, pepper. and pepper and smoke so the flavor of right. that smoke is really important so if that's off then you know it all comes through in that so the product you're using the when you use fewer ingredients the technique and the quality of the product is really important our brisket's so good it falls off the bone and it's not even no bones in brisket so there's no great 11 secret herbs and spices in a rub or anything like that it's just, no, salt, just pepper salt and pepper and, and slow and low and some love with it some love like i say barbecue is fun if you're at home barbecuing get you a, put you some blues on and Get you a nice, smart cocktail and, and, and do it. The barbecue is for fun. Or Chill. Bo- or a bottle of Hennessy and a blunt. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That works, too. Um, do you have purpose-built smokers uh, that you're using, or is it... Um, oh, yeah. We have ma- we have monsters. Well, we have the same yeah. ones here. That, yeah, we have... Uh, we smoke on old hickory pits, and they, uh, uh, I think each one can hold about 15 uh, pounds of meat. I mean, 1,500 pounds of meat on one cook. Wow. So. We can, we can, you know, we can feed the hungry. And they're just operating all the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. yeah. 24-7. Right. Are you guys open 24-7 at, at Crown? No, no. Nah, nah. okay. Crown's open 24-7. Crown, Crown is, is open 24 yeah. But, but uh, lunch and dinner seven days a week. Right. Um, we're going to come back and talk more to Kevin and Noah about how good um, brisket is and uh, continue this discussion. You are on Cravings here on Joy 94.9. Hi, I'm Heston Blumenthal. You're with Pete Dillon on Cravings on Joy 94.9. You are on Cravings here on Joy 94.9. It is 28 minutes past one. We're almost at the halfway mark. A little later in the program, we're going to introduce... Excuse me, we are going to introduce you to Johnny (laughs) DeFrancesco. I haven't been smoking, I promise. Uh, Johnny DeFrancesco, who is a pizza master. Uh, He has 400 Grady at Crown. He has another 400 Grady in uh, Ligon Street in East Brunswick. He has a gelateria. That's right. Also, just next door as well. So um, we're going to talk to Johnny about, of all things cheese because there is a cheese festival starting next weekend uh right here in melbourne which runs for 10 days 10 days of european cheese it kind of sounds like fun are you a cheese fan oh yeah i like cheese can you put put cheese with cheeseburger (laughs) put cheese on my brisket can you put cheese in a sandwich with brisket no man or would you just smack me across the head if i wanted that thing you put with my brisket is bread (laughs) and Um, sauce if you want it yeah what kind of sauce Barbecue sauce, hot. Do you make do you make your own sauce? Do you oh, make yeah. Hot sauce? oh yeah, we make our own old old recipe. Nice and spicy, real good. Wake you up in the morning. You can drink it. I drink it as coffee sometimes. It <laughs> helps with a hangover. The hot sauce, you can get rid of a hangover the next day. I think you get rid of most things. Now, what you were yeah. saying that uh, people are asking why your chicken tastes so good. Well, you know, I always say our chicken tastes so good because it's seasoned with 10,000 dead cows and pigs. Because, you know, when you're making barbecue, you're building all that flavor into your smoker. So you try to rush barbecue. You try to take a brand new smoker and, you you know, you put a sausage in there. It won't taste quite right. So as you build up that flavor over time, that's... Know how it works. So now you could take a potato, put it in our smoker with nothing else in there. Do not clean that smoker. Oh no no Do no! Not. It's like a cast iron skillet. You know you all gotta right, yeah. you keep all that flavor in there. We've just lost our entire vegan vegan audience. So <laughs> no, sorry. thank you very much for that. Um, <laughs> 
Um, if you'd like to ask a question or know a little bit about it, 0427 Joy 949, you can send us a text message. Ted, if they want to email, what are they doing? Oh, you can email on air at joy.org.au. Right into the studio. You can tweet to Cravings Joy 949 as well if you have a question for either Kevin or Noah. We aren't talking anything vegan today, and there is no possible way that this could be vegan <laughs> by anybody's not, not stretch, any imagination. So if you are a vegan, I'm really sorry, but this show is not for you today. Um, so there's, there's no um, there's no secret herbs and spices. How, how do you make – I want to go – you, you talked um, earlier on, not on this program, but elsewhere about ribs mm-hmm. because you think our pork ribs are a little skinny. Not our pork ribs. We, we, I mean, when we first got over here, we couldn't believe. I never seen lean pigs before. That just uh, <laughs> amazed me. You know what I mean? So, uh, but we, we, uh, we got some nice meaty ribs at uh, at Bloodsoul Sanatone. You know, and we use. I mean, we do have a rub for that uh, old recipe that we use. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a whole lot of nothing. But it's real good, and uh, we make a real good rib over there too. So, you know. Good. I still can't believe you haven't been over there. I mean, that kind of upsets yeah. me. You make me want to turn <laughs> this table over us. <laughs> you can take the boy out of Compton. You can't take the Compton out of the boy. <laughs> hey, um, you, you've been over now. This is your fourth trip in India. And now we're your fifth. Fifth or sixth, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what's the thing about Australia that sort of just makes you stand back and go, who are these people? This is ridiculous. <laughs> what's going on? I, I really love it, though, truthfully. I mean, it's, it's a melting pot. And... Uh, I love the people, I, you know, all the places. Of course, I love Jody. I mean, the, the trip don't start until we see her and she gets us to place to introduce us to people like you and you. And, you know, I, I love it. And, like, I mean, uh, it's just like I said before, it's like being in San Diego, you know, and I love the culture. I love the people. I love the restaurants. I love the alcohol. I, I enjoy <laughs> every time that I come over here. So, you know. Alcohol is expensive compared to the U.S. in Australia? I don't know. Jody pays for everything. <laughs> <laughs> Jody is sitting in the corner, by the way. Um, what's it been like for you, Noah? Is, is there been something where you just sort of stand there and look at us and think you people are just batshit crazy? No. I mean, in general, I've mostly been working the whole time. Mm. So, you know, I, uh, it's really important to me when I come down here that we're, you know, putting a restaurant out with Kevin's name on it. That That's the priority. So now that it's kind of, you know, going smooth and everything's going well and I'm uh, we got a great team in place i'm starting to branch out a little bit more actually my favorite thing so far is i've had some incredible thai food out here we have great thai food in la but i was really blown away our pit master out here his name is piss it he's thai so he took me out his to a place is... uh piss it excellent that's it it's a very cool name for for a, a, a person i'm sure we actually have a person that lives in our house who is cambodian whose name is Similar to that, I oh, think nice. it's Pissette. Okay, so, yeah. Mm. He, yeah, he took me UG. out to eat mm. some good Thai food out here, and I was pretty blown away. Where did by you that. go to eat good Thai food? Because there uh, is so much conjecture in this city about where the best Thai food is. Well, I loved uh, Jinda. Was a place that he actually took Kevin there too with mm, me. Had a good and, time. Uh, and then his family runs a little shop next door to a little uh, grocery store, and uh, that was uh, one of my favorite experiences of, of coming out here. Kind of. Yeah. Doing that and seeing that side of Melbourne was pretty exciting for me. Yeah, cool. If you go out to, I think Springvale has, so it's it's a ways out and it could be a little scary. That has some of the best Thai food in Melbourne, bar none. Oh wow! Yeah, that's 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 my humble experience. Um, we will continue this discussion very shortly. We do need to say hello to somebody else who's just walked in the studio. It's like we, we've brought Crown to, to Cravings today. Um, Johnny DeFrancesco is a pizza master. He's an international award-winning pizza chef, and he's uh, just dropped in to say hello. Johnny, welcome. How you going, guys? Good. Just, uh, we're going to have to share some microphones here, fellas. So, um, 
We'll make it work somehow. That scraping you can hear is just everybody is giving Johnny their microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, are you the busiest man in Melbourne? I'm not sure if I'm the busiest man, but I'm quite busy. It seems so. <laughs> Pretty busy, yeah. It seems like you're everywhere. Every time I turn a, a, a page in a newspaper or put the radio on, you're there. Uh, that, that, you, you know what? I give that to credit to all the supporters out there. You know, I think, uh, you know, without them, we're nothing at the end of the day. Right. Our customers, you know, and supporting what we do and what we love, and that's uh, the most important thing, and I'm very grateful. Um, we're going to talk in a little while about a cheese festival, but... Um, how does a uh, how, how did your international award come about? Because I don't think we've sat you down and actually asked you that question. Uh, 2014, I travelled over to Italy and uh, entered a competition that was uh, uh, well is the largest competition in the world, um, the first ever pizza competition, been running for you know over 26 years. Um, went over there and. Basically, I beat the Italians at their own game. Did, they, uh, <laughs> did, did somebody slap you or throw some sauce at you and get shitty? Oh, no, I was dodging, you know, a few bullets. <laughs> no, I'm joking. That, everyone, everyone was very... Uh, mozzarella coming at your left, right and centre. Yeah, no. Um, what's the, we, we've been talking about the secret to, to what these guys do. Well, I hope you know them already. I'm yeah. sure you've eaten uh, at the San Antonio by Bloodsoe at Crown. Yeah. Um, that's the last time I can mention that without breaking some sort of regulation. Um, <laughs> um, uh, the, the secret to, to what you do, what is it? Is it the kind of flour you use? Is it the way you throw the pizza base in the air? Is it the sauce? Is it What is the secret to, to your pizza being better than anybody else in the world? Okay, so um, throwing pizza base in the air, unless you are in a circus, we don't do that, but... Um, <laughs> So hey, no, that's what I see in the movies. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the secret is all the ingredients, you know, using the, the best and the finest ingredients you can find in the world. You know, we, we import our flour. We, we go to the extent of using um, Italian water um, in our really? dough. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people say to me, oh, you know, your, your pizza are quite pricey for what you do. I, I actually um, say to them they're actually quite cheap because of the extent that we go to, you know, mm. bringing in the best flour. Um, bringing in water, you know, the best salts, the best, you know, the best extra virgin olive oils you can find in in Italy. Um, you know, we've seriously have the best products on on our pizza. I, I'm going to throw you a curly question yeah. here because it is it has been suggested we've got some of the best extra virgin olive oil in the world right here in Australia. Why would you not use an Australian product if it's comparable? Um, or is look, that a difficult question? It, it probably is a difficult question. There, there's there's the you know, when you compare, uh, you know, a thousand-year-old olive tree to a few hundred years old, um, you know, there's there's a bit of a, a bit of a difference in difference that in the resulting <laughs> yeah. uh, the resulting juice out of the olives. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like people say to me, "Why don't you buy your wood fire ovens in Australia?" Because you know, the Italians have been making wood fire ovens for you know all their lives. It's like uh, what the guys Kevin, do next would, to me. Would Why? you buy an Australian-made smoker? Yeah, if it's good, if it, if it, you know, that's different though than uh, what he's talking about. But yeah, if he can, if he can smoke slow and low like a six four. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get it from Melbourne, or, or uh, you know, we didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> no, where did the smokers come from? You imported them from the U.S. Uh, yeah, they're uh, old hickories uh, made out in uh, Missouri at uh, is it Cape Girardeau? Yeah. yeah, so we use those at all our restaurants. So for us, that's again, you know, and I think probably with you. Part of it, too, is if you have multiple locations, you want consistency. Correct. And so having the That's, same product yeah. helps you do that. Yeah. Very I'm important. I'm just going to let you Your pizza them. is excellent, I must say. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I have to confess. so good. Yeah. There's a, a, you made yeah, we one. brought samples. Did you bring any samples? 
Yeah, just one second. <laughs> <laughs> there was, you were doing one recently at Grady, and uh, I think it had 99 different cheeses yeah. on it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Yes. Yeah, so 99 uh, Cheese Pizza was created. You know, I, I'm not going to take all the credit because it was uh, because of the Ninja Turtle movie. Um, you know, there's the a Ninja scene. Turtle movie. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. shitting me. No, no, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old Italian franchise. It is. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, there was a scene in there where uh, you know what's his name, Master Splinter. You know, he's, yeah. he's uh, persuading the, the turtles to give out some info, so he's threatening them with this. I won't give you the novanta nove formaggi, and he said, "I'm sitting there watching and thinking." Oh man, that's that's a good idea. And then uh, I was approached by the um, the franchise that that um, you know looks after the movie and said, "Do you think you could, you know, create a nine nine cheese pizza?" And I was like, "I can do that." I was sitting in my office when this first was alerted to me, and I sort of fell off the chair. I had to pick myself up twice. <laughs> And then I had to ask myself, how do you create a base that's good enough to hold 99 different types of cheese? Because that's, it's, is it one tiny little morsel of no, those 99 cheeses? We, we how put it in a magnificent smoker and then we put, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no um, I created my own uh, blend of 94 different cheeses. And, Only uh, 94? Yeah, and then I used five fresh cheeses on the pizza. So, oh. and that's how I come up with the 99 different uh, mix. Can you run through them in alphabetical order? A, B, C, D, E. No, <laughs> no not at all. I can't, no way. There's no. too many. I've got a list there. Yes. So yeah. where, do, where do you find 99 cheeses? Yeah. Just, you know, I, I saw some from all over the world. I mean, we got some uh, cheese from the US. We got some cheese from, you know, Sweden, um, France, Italy, Greece, Australia. Any? Heaps of cheese from Australia. You would, you, I'll tell you what, there is... Hundreds of cheeses in Australia that are, are. Ma- magnificent. A conversation we got into a little while ago when we were talking about a, a little wine and cheese festival in Williamstown was um, donkey milk cheese. Donkey, wow. So, uh, predominantly from Serbia, uh, world number one tennis player Novak Djokovic has, I think he's got about, he owns about 90% of the production of donkey milk cheese coming out of Serbia. And we had a challenge. To see if we could try and find, because we had a, a cheesemaker in the studio, to see if we could find something comparable in Australia that is donkey milk cheese and see whether it can be made or not. We still haven't finished our homework and no. getting that sorted. <laughs> but uh, donkey milk cheese, that's going to be a challenge for your pizza. It's like, um, I imagine it's like, uh, it's quite like goat's milk. It's quite acidic, acidic and yeah. a little astringent. I'm going to take you up on that challenge. You're going to find some donkey cheese? I'll, we'll get, I'll no, try Novak probably best. stays at Crown when he's here for the tennis. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we'll, we'll just ask him when he's out here in January. It is almost 18 minutes to two. You are here on Cravings on Joy 94.9. We'll take a quick breather and be back to talk more about cheese. And I swear I'm going to make a sandwich that's brisket and cheese without, <laughs> oh, my, uh, no. with, no. without, without my friend here leaning across the desk and punching <laughs> no, me no. in the face. Uh, you're on Cravings on Joy 94.9. Bonjour, I am Gabriel Gatte. You are listening to Cravings with Peter Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Ted, we're almost on the home stretch and I haven't yet let you we speak, are. which is kind of rude of me, I know. And now I'm breaking the studio. Uh, you are on Cravings <laughs> here on Joy 94.9. In the studio, we have Johnny Di Francesco. He is a pizza maker. He is also the ambassador for Bon Fromage, a cheese festival where he's kicking off um, to the general public on Friday uh, in behind... It's a good place to have a, a European cheese festival is Carlton, right? 
Oh, sensible place fantastic. to have a festival. In behind King and Godfrey, corner of Faraday and Ligon Street. Um, you can't miss it. Um, kicks off on Thursday, uh, sorry, on Friday. Uh, ten days of cheese. What can go wrong? A lot of cheesy things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that I'm going to end up having to see my doctor about my cholesterol again. Because, Ted, you're in this festival as well. I am, yeah. We're doing a quite a few master classes and, and trying to um, educate everyone on how to uh, pair chocolate and cheese and convince people that it actually does work, um, which won't take too much convincing. But um, What's that yeah. look on your face, Kevin? No, I'm Choc- just listening. That's good. <laughs> Blue cheese and chocolate, would you try it? Do not put cheese on my brisket. <laughs> <laughs> or chocolate. Or chocolate. <laughs> well, they, um, dark chocolate shaved on venison or like slow-cooked Game meats. He's mm-hmm. been doing. I mean, that's good. Cool. Let's do not put chocolate or cheese on, on my, my brisket. <laughs> brisket. Please. Yeah, I'm going to end up in some strife if I try. Um, <laughs> 99 cheeses on a pizza. I think there's about 4,000 cheeses being made in Europe. It's an absurd amount of cheese. Mm. Um, is that the the best thing about making pizza? Is you get to eat a lot of cheese? Look. It probably is because you know pizza without cheese is uh, you know not, pretty boring. Not pizza. Pretty boring pizza, yeah. Mm, it's crap. Yeah, and, and you know I feel I feel bad because we've got one of our um, chefs. Poor guy can't eat dairy, and you know I'm 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 making what, these. What, what yeah. business does he have in the kitchen? <laughs> so fired. Poor guy. It's like <laughs> no, he's, the guy's absolutely amazing. It's just happened the last couple of years. So you know, can can you imagine going from eating some of the best cheeses and then being told no, you can't I cannot. Eat cheese? Yeah, that's no. right. Cannot. So it's pretty, uh, and every now and then, you know, he, I'll bring in a new, you know, cheese, and, and I'll say, uh, try some of this, and he'll be like, yeah, okay, I, I don't care, I'm gonna, I'm gonna suffer because yeah. it looks too good, and 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 he does it, every, you know, probably once a month, he's just like eating away, and then um, I'm, I'm not feeling yeah. I know vegans who do do that with bacon. I also, <laughs> I also know Jewish people who are just like, I am totally Jewish. I am full on kosher diet as long as there is bacon. Perfect. <laughs> and as long as you don't tell my parents. Ted, do you love cheese? I love cheese, definitely. Would I, you um, put cheese with brisket? No, no not anymore. <laughs> no, I never would. No, there's probably no need to, you really. You could have said yes, I'm in between. you <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. one that's going to cop the first slap. As he goes fast. <laughs> I've got a, a quick question for both of you, you know, all you guys here. Is is there anything that are, that's on your menus that you don't like? Uh, like or, or is it... Um, well, it's probably not a fair a question, really but question. but no, because I, I know for myself, if I don't like it, I won't make it. Personally, um, and it's not about it's not about selling for me. It's about doing things that I think work well. You know, are there things that you know you don't have to be specific about a particular product? But I mean, have you ever been put up against that situation where it might not be something you totally love, but you know it sells or, or something like that? Mm, no. To be honest, no, no, no. Like I get asked. You know the famous question: uh, Can we have pineapple on our pizza? Yeah, I'm sorry, can, we don't have I pineapple. Also kick you yeah. in the nuts. That's right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't have pineapple in the store, so no, you can't yeah. have it. But if people like it, that's their choice. But yeah, uh, I won't put anything on the menu that I don't. Um, I wouldn't eat myself. Or yeah. I don't think is good. I'm sure Kevin's probably. Kevin's got a great big smile on his face. Yeah. And he keeps looking to know. I think there's yeah. something you've got. Oh no, 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 no! We just the only thing we don't like on our menu is uh, where it says closed. That's the only thing. We're right. Hey, that's good. Everything else we agree with. So <laughs> you know. That works. Yeah, no, I think it's a really good question because there's things that yeah. I, I, I allergy wise, cannot eat. One of them being pineapple. Um, what can't you eat? I want to know that. Since I'm allergic. To, I secrets. have an anaphylactic allergy to pineapple. Do you really? Oh, okay. Mm. Kiwi fruit. Same thing. Custard apples. Wow. 
So there's a particular enzyme. Right. Prawns I can't eat a lot of. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of medication. I can't have anything that's an opiate. So no morphine, no pethidine, mm. no heroin. No heroin. We no. can't party then. All, all, <laughs> all the fun stuff is gone. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I have a lot of allergies. But I hear, see all these people who are like, oh, no, like, I can't have gluten because I'm a glutard. And it's like, yeah, you actually can probably have gluten. You're just mm. doing this because you read it in some stupid magazine. Mm. How much, and this is a question for all of you, how, how much do, do food fads either annoy you or influence what you do? I mean, I say like this, you know, when we have a barbecue restaurant, you know, and uh, you come in there for barbecue, you're not coming in there for diet food or, uh, <laughs> or, you know, this is what we do. Either you, you know, we do it good, either you like it or you don't. Same with my guy here. If you come in for pizza, he's not going to make a diet pizza. And I, uh, that's what gets me when people ask for that or, you know, don't you know? You, you go there. You know, you, there's places to go. There's vegetarian places to go to. Don't come to us asking us that. That you know, that's what I always say. Well, can I come to your job and ask you something that you don't do? Are you going to do it for me? Mm, you know, so yeah. I mean, you don't you go know. and see a doctor to lay your kitchen tiles, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, so I'm not going to go to a fireman and you know. So has has this skinny little, has this skinny little white bloke uh, chef of yours stay so skinny? <laughs> oh, he, he doesn't. You know, we eat at different places. You know, okay. <laughs> high <laughs> metabolism. <laughs> um, is is there an inherent danger of of just eating too much of what you do because you love it? Yeah, it is. But I mean, you, you truthfully, you barely. If if he's like me, I barely eat our our product. I taste, and I'm cool. You know, I'm a. Uh, you, you know, you know what the palate, you know what it's going to taste like. Like I say, people still trip that I still like good barbecue. I still go to barbecue restaurants, you know what I mean? And if mm. it's good barbecue, I, I still love it. But as far as our barbecue at all our locations, I mean, I can come, you know, to Blood Soul San Antonio and, and taste it. And it's right spot on where I need it to be, and I'm good. I don't need to taste it anymore, you know. But I can eat at the Thai restaurants, his restaurant, and love it, you know what I mean? So I am a foodie. Oh, no, don't use that word. Not Man. Not and I am here. a drinker, not, too. Not in this church, please. <laughs> I will drink church. up all the Hennessy you have in, on your bar. <laughs> Is it just Hennessy? Or did, That's all I need. Just drink brandy. Just Hennessy. On the rocks. All day and all night. Nice. It's a, it's a good way to leave. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm a bit like that with gin. <laughs> well, you were saying what you're allergic to. I'm allergic to being sober. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> uh, I am so going to use that. I'm borrowing that one. <laughs> thank you very, thank you very much, um, Johnny. A bit more about these cheese, this cheese festival because the two of you are doing some demonstrations. What you're doing a bit of a smackdown with uh, Anthony Femia from Maker and Mungo. Yep. Are you going to smack his raclette? No, not at all. We're going to go in there really friendly. You know, French <laughs> and uh, Italians love each other, as we know from. <laughs> from history, yeah. <laughs> no wars. What wars? Um, but no, no. Of course, we're going to go in there. We're going to compliment each other. I think yeah. uh, we're going to show, you know, a few different takes on what you know he does with uh, you know in French style cooking and what I'm going to do in Italian style. I think it's it's a good mix. I saw a little um, a little YouTube video from the cheese festival at Pran Market, which is yep. Tad where your stall is. And there was a warm raclette, and it was being scraped over some prosciutto. I had to walk away from everybody in my company because I needed to drool and dribble and, and carry on. I won't tell you what I actually put on the internet when I saw it, but um, it was sort of kind of a little bit like porn for me. <laughs> and then let's just go that far. Um, so, it, what, what's what's the little porn teaser you're going to have for uh, for your masterclasses? Um, 
Well, I'm gonna. I, I am going to demonstrate the 99 GSP. So that's definitely oh, because. Thank uh, Christ. Yeah. What day is that, and at what time? I'm making sure I'm there. I think. I think we're gonna just have to look at the schedule on that one. All right. <laughs> Get people to the website now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I'm gonna take it from doing that to um, doing a dessert, uh, a dessert pasta with dessert um, pasta with cheese. Yeah. Yeah. It's very. It's gonna be a chocolate pasta with some cheese. Sounds so. beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced. This I'm going to have to see. No, I'm, I'm, I am. I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, so you're, you're the yeah. sweet man there. You know, you know I'm not fussed with the chocolate. I know. I have an 85% that came in yesterday. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it's bitter like me. Bitter to its very heart. Um, so uh, this runs from the 11th to the 20th of November. It's all European cheese, so no Australian cheese, none of that Aussie stuff. Um, and I think it's all cow's milk cheese. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What, how, how is, it, is that going to restrict you with it only being cow's milk, or is that what you mostly use? Um, mostly we use cow's milk, so it's, uh, it's going to be a challenge. Buffalo thing. milk? Uh, well, we use buffalo mozzarella, but we, uh, we're going to have to not use that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's now a 98 cheese pizza. Yeah. Or we're going <laughs> to get you some donkey milk cheese that we can, uh, <laughs> that we can bring in from somewhere. I don't know. I, if I can find some, seriously, I've been on this mission with this donkey milk cheese. Um, I'm going to talk to my friend over here from who may have Novak in the hotel for the tennis uh, to see if we can't get hold of some of his donkey milk. I don't know if you can even import it, but I'm, I'm on a mission. I think we found right. a guy in South Australia who does um, some sort of weird milk cheese that's not a goat or a donkey. Or uh, We'll work it out. It was camel, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, camel yeah, milk camel cheese. Oh, yeah. Because there's all those wild camels running around. I think we're going to make a pizza with um, brisket and uh, donkey cheese on there. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting words. No, I haven't Uh, had had a brisket pizza that was real good. Did it have cheese on it? It had cheese on it. Here we go. There's my brisket. But the brisket was on the cheese. And it was good. And uh, we were uh, at a friend's house, and he has a pizza oven in his backyard in uh, West L.A. And he had real good. Uh, $1,500 bottles of Hennessy and I was drinking <laughs> and, but he had took the sauce and the brisket from Bloodsoe's and he put it on a pizza and then he gave it to the, you know me and I was like damn this pizza is good but I was more concerned about the sauce this sauce is excellent Where, how did you do this sauce <laughs> he said fool this Bloodsoe's sauce <laughs> but it was here I never had it like that on a pizza right. it was a totally different taste but it was good there you go. like, so damn. we're going to create it we're going to call it the KJ pizza there you yeah. go. Okay, I love it. it. I'm with it. Hey, um, I, I always ask this question, and it's um, something you can think about while I play a couple of messages. But um, a secret shame, and I, I use Marco Pierre White as a really good ex- as a really good example because he said that he had it, he would go through McDonald's uh, through a drive through, and he would get something for one of his kids, and he would always eat some particular thing at McDonald's, which sort of kind of made me giggle a bit. Um, so I need to know, and this is for all four of you, so you need to think about this too now. What is your secret team? You get home, it's one o'clock in the morning, you maybe haven't had enough Hennessy to drink, um, and there's something that you, you cook yourself or you make for yourself. I think the most popular answer I get is a toasted cheese sandwich, but we shall come back in just a second and see if we can't get that secret shame out of the four of you. It is five to two. The escape pod is coming up after two o'clock. They'll take you travelling. I think maybe we need to send our guests in there as well. We'll just make this a, a geography lesson. You are on Cravings at 16 degrees outside. Hi, I'm Anna De Silva, and you're listening to Cravings with Pete Dillon on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. You are here on Joy 94.9. This is Cravings. I'm about to hand you over to Andre on the Escape Pod. He has with him Michael Hamilton, who is from the Victorian Tourism uh, industry commission they are talking all things japan or if you were in japan i think you'd say nihon 
uh, or Nippon. He's not really used in Japan. Um, so they will take you to Japan after two o'clock. Um, I did ask before we went to that break to my four guests, and we're just going to get nowhere to share a microphone again.、Uh, we need to talk about your secret shame. And Tad, because you're my co host, you should go first. What is that、I、thing you、first. eat late at night that you know you should eat, that you know is just complete shit, but you eat it anyway? Uh, yes, it's actually quite hard to,、uh, to admit, but it's probably the C word, which I don't like to use,、uh, the Cadbury bar, believe it or not. <gasps> Once in a while, and it's very rare, and I have to be desperate.、There、Cadbury chocolate? Yeah. I understand that, but well done you. It's rare.、Uh, cathartic to get、I'm、that off your chest. Well, it does yeah, feel good, yeah. Your mother will be pleased. Johnny, <laughs> what is that thing you eat late at night that you know you should?、Oh, th- this, is, this is quite embarrassing, but.、Uh, I always seem to find a two minute noodle in the,、uh, in the pantry. You know what? They're not、It、as、works. bad. And I saw a really interesting, I was hoping you'd say that. I saw a really interesting <laughs> thing on the TV the other day where they made a gnocchi from some ramen noodles. So it was David Chang.、Um, and he's, there's a series that Bourdain's doing about the mind of a chef. And he's got Chang as his, his guy. And he's got the ramen noodles and put them into warm milk and then blended them and made a gnocchi. Or made a paste, let it、um, cool. And then sort of flicked it off out of a piping bag into boiling water, cooked off the gnocchi with some herbs and some cheese, and it looked absolutely outstanding. I, I was way, I've got to get smell o vision. I have to have something that I can smell my television because I watch too many cooking shows. But you can make gnocchi from, from ramen noodles. There you go. Kevin? <laughs> gnocchi. <laughs> no, we're not making gnocchi. That's a different、right. show. Yeah, after 10 p.m.、Um, is gnocchi. The, oh, okay. That's、yeah. not a little. Is, is there a secret shame for you? Spam、something? and eggs. Spam and eggs. A sandwich with cheese <laughs> at two in the morning. Excellent. With mayonnaise.、Uh, and the Andy Griffith show. That is <laughs> heaven to me. And now I grabbed that microphone from him. What is yours? We've got about 30 seconds. I don't really believe in secret shame. I think you should own up to it. But、yeah. uh, my go to after a late night at the bars with my friends, everybody comes back. I cook like my grandmother's Italian food. So just, you know, spaghetti, tomato sauce, that kind of stuff. Two, three, four in the morning, throw some bacon in there, make like a little. Like a, a little like a, like, a, like a white trash amatriciana. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Guy Grossi all over again. He goes home and has alio e olio with oil and garlic and shit. Who's got time to make pasta?、Uh, we've got to go three minutes. Thank you to Noah, Kevin, Johnny, Tad. We'll be back next week. Until then,、uh, make sure you eat well. This has been Cravings on Joy 94.9. It's time to go traveling. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.